Hi friends, jumping on before the start of the episode to ask for your help. Since I started this podcast four years ago, I have been dreaming of a place for us to gather, a place where we can practice some of the things that are shared here on the podcast, a place where you and I can meet gaze to gaze, heart to heart, and a place where we can share our experiences of enriching our lives through the wisdom of the body and expanding our pleasure through the wonder of the senses. I would love to hear your voice and your vision in writing this next chapter of Come to Your Senses. Go to schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey to contribute your ideas, give your feedback on which topics you burn with the most passion to hear about, and let's create a beautiful sanctuary together. Schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey. I will see you there. Welcome to Come to Your Senses, the School of Sensual Living podcast. I'm your host, embodiment-based coach, Mary Lofgren. Here, we explore how to live bravely and beautifully through topics like pleasure, beauty, embodiment, femininity, art, somatic healing, mindfulness, and of course, everyday sensuality. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. So today, we are going to be exploring a topic that I would say is one of the greatest challenges for most people. As a coach, I am really privileged to be in a position of witnessing people's issues. <laughs> and the reason that's such a privilege is because it allows me to reflect and have compassion on my own and on every human being's issues, that none of us are alone in our struggles. And one of the greatest struggles that we have is, is actually not even the struggle itself, but it's the struggle around the struggle, which is the inability to be patient with ourselves. You have probably experienced many times noticing a pattern come up again and again and again. And despite spending thousands of dollars on self-improvement and doing therapy and going on a vision quest and going on pilgrimage to other countries, you know, there is it persists. And as we know, healing is not linear. It is more in the shape of a labyrinth, and sometimes you are right in the heart, right in the center of that labyrinth, rocking, yes, I made it, and then before you know it, you get kicked out to the outer ring, and you're like, what the hell happened? And so in today's episode, I'm going to share with you a few jewels of wisdom that I've picked up on my own journey of this art of not just being patient with yourself, but learning how to make decisions more elegantly and learning how to hold yourself in compassion, which of course then allows your energetic self and wisest self to just stretch her legs a little bit and offer you some deep-seated wisdom, 
without the crush of that pressure to hurry up. And before we dive into today's episode, I'd love to take a moment to celebrate our community and share a testimonial with you about Embodied Intelligence Coaching, which is my signature coaching program, which will be opening up again at the end of the summer. So this testimonial, this quote comes from Deb. Mary is a coach that will move you forward with gentleness, humor, beauty, and incredible compassion. After experiencing embodied intelligence coaching, I am physically stronger and healthier. I have more energy. I am calmer, more contained, more curious. I learned how to care for my nervous system in small but powerful ways. You will feel safe, seen, and celebrated in Mary's hands. Thank you so much, Deb. It's such an honor to work with you, and I so appreciate the depth that you bring to Embodied Intelligence Coaching. And what I really love about this testimonial is the line, I have more energy, I'm calmer, more contained, and more curious. When we do embodiment-based coaching, what we're really doing is we're loosening up some of the tension in the mental body, the physical body, the energetic body, and the emotional body, which in keeping with today's theme of patience and spaciousness, is really the essence of creating room for new neural pathways to be carved with more empowering beliefs and more empowering actions. So if you are curious to explore embodied intelligence coaching for yourself, head to schoolofsensualliving.com slash coaching. Again, the program will be opening again at the end of the summer, so you can get on the wait list and receive advance notice and special perks only available to waitlist members. Schoolofsensualliving.com slash coaching. The art of being patient with yourself. So when you're struggling with something, and just that word struggle, like as I say that word struggle, I want you to just notice in your body how does struggle express through you? What I notice in my own body is my shoulders want to cave, my head wants to hang. That's one reaction or response. The other response is like, I want to move really fast. I want to meet it with like a fight response. And what I notice is common between those two responses is that my orientation to struggle is this is hard, this is tight, this is tense. And if you've ever experienced a body scan where maybe you're in a yoga class or meditation and the person tells you, you know, scanning through your shoulders now and noticing any areas of tension. And of course, that's a well-intentioned prompt designed to unravel the tension that's there. But I personally find that drawing attention to my tension makes more tension. And so similarly, when you are struggling with something, the impulse, the training that you've received is to press harder, push on. I was just uh, sharing in a class that I was teaching for my coaching program called Bravely and Beautifully, a Feminine Approach to Goal Setting, about this language that we have around goals. 
slay your goals. Daddy, your dreams. I don't know if anyone says that, but it's a catchy phrase. You know, a a dream without a plan is just a wish, you know? Really kind of this patronizing language that one of my clients likes to say reeks of warfare and the Industrial Revolution. It's very tight. It's very hard. And when we think about moving through struggle or getting to a place of clarity, if you've ever had the experience where maybe you're in a foggy state of mind about something, but then after a great run or a dip in a hot tub or a lovemaking session or a deep talk with your girlfriend, that space opens up and clarity arrives. That is because there has been a loosening of the tension in your body that leads to different thought patterns. And so what I want to share with you now are a few gems from my own life experience. And as with everything on this podcast, all of this is an invitation. And I really encourage you to hold these up against your own life experience to see if they resonate as true. A few gems on how to bring more of this patience to yourself, not just because it's a kind thing to do, but it's actually a more effective strategy for moving through the places where you're stuck. And so the first comes from one of my mentors, Jenna Ward, who's the founder of the School of Embodied Arts. And she talks about feminine flow meeting masculine go. And so this energy that we call the feminine is chaotic and it's creative and it's in the moment and it's deeply present and it's artful and it's just dripping with intention and depth. This energy that we often call the masculine is an energy that is full of action And this desire to serve and this desire to take that creativity and put it into form. And yet what happens in our very production-driven culture and the training that we receive from day one, you know, I am still recovering (laughs) from the experience of grade school of being told I needed to sit in a desk for eight hours a day and could only go to the bathroom at certain times and just these really, really straight lines that contain the wild creativity and round curves of your childlike enthusiasm. And so in that kind of environment, once again, which we are met with from day one, there's a lot of emphasis on the go energy and that more linear energy and a lot less emphasis on that deep oceanic feminine energy. And so what happens is that our actions come from an arbitrary place without a lot of intention to back them up. I know that for so many of my clients, even the ones where they have a lot of free time to themselves, there is this urgency to be doing all the time. And so the intention behind this jewel is that depth, feminine depth, is nonlinear and it cannot be rushed. It requires spaciousness, patience. It moves 
at the pace of a rose opening to the sun. And while it can't be rushed, it can be supported and nurtured. We can plant that rose bush in direct line of the sun. We can offer it fertilizer and water to help it grow. And so my question to you would be, what environments and actions nurture my feminine depth? Nurture that blooming rose inside of me, my deepest creativity and clarity. For some of you, that might be mindfulness and meditation. For some, it might be walking out in nature. For some, it might be jet-setting to Miami with your best girlfriend to dish by the pool and work out all your life problems like I did a couple weeks ago with my best friend. For every person, the map of your nervous system is different, and it is not one size fits all. And so if you think about your particular unique breed of rose, what are the conditions that it needs to thrive and flow and open? The second jewel is a statement that can help ground the rodeo of your fearful mind. So in a moment where we lack patience with ourselves and we feel frustrated and you need to make a decision and you can't get clarity, a statement that can be really grounding is, I need more information. So once again, that masculine go needs that depth of feminine flow for a decision to feel really grounded and right. And so sometimes a way that we can bring some of that more action-oriented energy to getting clarity is to go out and get more information. So an example from my own life is Right before the pandemic hit, I had moved back to my beloved New York City, and I lived there for two months, and then the pandemic hit, and I moved back to the place where I live now in Western North Carolina. And yet there's always been this itchiness, this longing. I was so happy in New York. I lived there for 15 years prior to when I moved back. It's my home. And that caused a lot of distress in myself, in my relationships. I felt a little bit like a filly who was kicking against the barn door where I just couldn't settle down. And so I went back and I booked a studio apartment and I stayed in the studio apartment most of the time because New York was still in lockdown. But, but I gave my system the chance to really orient and get all the data that it needed to make a decision. And I learned from that experience that I don't actually want to move back to New York, at least not at this moment. I want to stay here. I want to build a life here. And I have lived here for five years and I already have deep roots in this community. And so I'm so much more committed to giving it a go and to really showing up and being present here because I've gotten all the data that my system needed that I just couldn't have made that decision based on my mind alone. I had to give my body the somatic sense of it. And so if you are in a state of vagueness around something, I need more information. And then gifting yourself whatever action that is to give not just your mind that information, but your system and your body. The third jewel 
comes from a very famous quote from Course in Miracles, which is that every moment is an opportunity to choose between fear and love. And what I would add to that is that decisions made out of love are more sustainable, whereas decisions made out of scarcity and fear leave a residue. (laughs) So I remember when I was working in a corporate job and I was really unsatisfied and I knew I wanted to leave, but I didn't know where to go. This was the only area of my life that I had any skill set. I had no college education. I felt like it was a miracle that I had gotten this job without a college degree. And I wasn't sleeping. I mean, it was just, it was one of the hardest times of my life. And then all of a sudden, one day, I just got clear that I needed to leave and I had saved a bit of money and I needed to take that bold risk of opening up the space so that I would know where to go next. And all of a sudden, this dramatic decision that just haunted me and tortured me for a year, there was no drama. It was, a, it was scary, but it was like in that pink song, I am here, when she says, my heart is racing, but afraid I am not. It was clear to me at that moment that the most loving decision I could make for myself was to take this risk. And so in the art of being patient with yourself, something to be aware of is that when there's a lot of drama, it may be a time to, like the previous jewels, get more information, make a little bit more room for that rose to bloom, and perhaps ask yourself, what would love do? In this scenario. And then the last two jewels, one is a question that is a really helpful question that I ask myself whenever I'm caught in drama, which is what is the benefit I am getting from staying stuck? A lot of times it can seem like the drama and the torture and the confusion and the frustration is something that we want to escape from and something we want to overcome. And yet, almost inevitably, there is some sort of comfort and some sort of reward that we get from staying in that stuck place. And so without any judgment and without any right or wrong, just being curious rather than critical about what is the reward that I get for staying in this stuck place. And then the final jewel is about sourcing your answers from forward thinking rather than past thinking. And so the question to ask yourself is, if this was resolved and imagining you in an experience of whatever it is, if it's a long-held pattern, if it's a deep question in your life, should I stay or should I go? Should I take this job? Should I not? If it were resolved, how would that feel in your body? And once you can locate that feeling, and it might be challenging to imagine, but try to focus a little bit more on the sensation and how it would feel rather than what it would look like, letting go of the how. But if this were resolved, how would I feel? And then from that feeling, what thoughts would I be thinking in this moment 
about myself, about my life, and about this situation. So when we are so obsessed and have such tunnel vision about the destination, life sucks. (laughs) Like it is so hard to be present when you feel like you can't relax until a decision gets made or something changes. And as I shared at the beginning of the episode, a really sneaky way to move through that process more efficiently is to relax now. Again, imagining that this situation was resolved, feeling that tension release in your body and what is true for you here. And I know I said that was the last jewel, but I just want to throw in a bonus. In one of my favorite yoga teachers, Joe Taft's class, he once chose the theme of patience, and he led us through this meditation where we would put our hands on our belly. And so you can join me with that now and notice our breath. And as we tuned into our breath, repeat like a mantra, I'm going to be patient with you. So I'm doing it now. I'm going to be patient with you. And we would start in the mid-belly and then go to the chest and then go to the low belly, all these sacred chambers in which the breath flows into. And it was such a powerful way to experience that felt sense of patience. And my hope and prayer is that that sensation will help carry you into a greater experience of patience, not just with your physical body, but with your heart and with your mind and your spirit and the pace of your life. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can head to schoolofsensualliving.com slash review. I would love to hear from you. And there's a link to leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. And once again, If you are interested in going deeper with this work of empowerment through embodiment, check out schoolofsensualliving.com slash coaching. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time. For more coaching, classes, and community in the art of sensual living, head to schoolofsensualliving.com. There you'll find a free course on how to reduce anxiety and increase your natural confidence through powerful embodied body language. Head to schoolofsensualliving.com slash confidence to get instant access to the course today.